Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Cam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. And yes, I am Renee. I am back. And she is Tam. She's always been here. <laughs> Renee, I was actually going to say, what do you mean, welcome back? As if you were here, you left me hanging last week, buddy old, <laughs> buddy old pal. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. When the, the last worst. time you heard buddy old, buddy old pal? Wait, where was that from? Uh, I was like, I don't know, was that from the, the three the 1970s, maybe? Oh, the God, 1970s am I dating myself again? <laughs> Why do I always date myself? I don't know. Sometimes I think you like to date yourself just to let people know, yeah, you're from the old school. <laughs> okay. Slowly I turn, inch by inch. No, is that the Three Stooges or is that I Love Lucy? Ah, is that what it is? Okay, nobody has any idea what I'm talking about, so moving on. Yeah, I, I Love Lucy. I love that show, by the way. Renee, before we go any further, we have to hear about your weekend on the EDC cruise. Oh, my God, wait a minute. I have to post this video of Renee. Renee was getting his party on. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that Renee was acting up on the cruise ship. Oh, yes. I was hoping that you got the video because I wasn't sure if it went through or not. And just for our listeners to know, and for our new listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. But this is kind of like what we do, me and Tam. We kind of give you an update of how our weekend was. Well, I have to go back two weeks only because I didn't have a voice when I came back from my cruise. I went on a cruise called the Groove Cruise, and it's an all EDM slash trance type of cruise. And... uh I guarantee you, you weren't going to find any children on this cruise, that's for sure. Now, you might have found a lot of adults acting like children, but I sent Tam this video, and it's me shuffling. Yes, I said it, shuffling. I'm 44 years old, and I think I did pretty good, Tam. <laughs> you were getting it on. I shouldn't say getting it on. You were getting down. You were shuffling. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to post a video so everybody knows what we're talking about. So this podcast, let's see, we are recording on a Monday. So the podcast should be posted on Tuesday, of course. If not, it'll be posted on Wednesday. But I will make sure to have that video posted on social media prior to us posting this podcast. So when the podcast posts and you guys hear it, you can head over to our Twitter, our Instagram at Turns No Breaks is our user. And you can check out Renee Shuffling. That is correct. Every anyway, day he's so shuffling. I, I, had a, I had a great time. And if uh, so, uh, most of our listeners know this. And uh, like I said, if you're new to the podcast, first of all, thank you for tuning in. But me and Tam, we both love the EDM world. Uh, we, we listen to almost the same DJs and artists. Uh, and surprisingly, we've never been to a, a festival together, which is amazing because we both like that particular genre of music which is weird that, you know, I just thought about that as much as we like it and we've never really gone anywhere to see anybody like together. You know what I mean? That, that's weird. Okay. So I'm giving you an invitation next summer. Let's do Ibiza. So tell some of your boys that we're going to Ibiza or if you're in London or you like the way people in London say it, we're going to Ibiza. Ibiza. We are going to party. Well, you know, I actually yes. invited you to something this weekend. so. 
I'm sure none of you guys know anything about this, but Vanderpump, and what's her first name? I forgot. She's on the Beverly Hills Housewives, but she also has a different reality show called Vanderpump Rules. There was a party for some of the DJs that are on her show, the EC Twins, and they're EDM DJs, and Tess O'Reilly and Jamie Kennedy's brother, not John Kennedy, I forgot his name, but Jamie Kennedy, the actor, his brother is also a DJ, and he's on that show. And they had a party this weekend that I uh, went to, and I sent Renee some video, and I got down. I wasn't shuffling like Renee, but... You know, I party too. <laughs> I just don't go as hard as you. <laughs> yeah. I do have to apologize to uh, you, Tam, and our listeners for last week because as soon as I got off the boat, I didn't have a voice. My voice got lost somewhere between Mexico and coming back to San Diego. Don't ask me where it went, but I certainly didn't have it for at least two and a half days when I got back to the States. Renee had me on the podcast last week talking to myself. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I was just shocked that I talked 30 minutes. That whole podcast last week was, that was one long hashtag Tam's Rants Hey, 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 well, you know what? We're kind of on a hashtag rant right now, Tam and Renee rant. I guess you guys do want to hear us talk about some NASCAR, right? Let's do it. Okay, we'll jump into Kansas, and I will give you guys a recap of the playoff drivers as well as the top 10. Ironically... Everybody who came in the top 10 at Kansas was a playoff driver except Eric Jones. And Eric actually was a playoff driver a long time ago, but he's not in or wasn't in the remainder 12. Our top 10 included Chase Elliott, and we are going to jump into some Chase Elliott talk. Chase Elliott won his third race, which is crazy. It's not really crazy when you think about it, but considering that he went the first two years without a a win and now he's just rattling off wins like he's a part of the big three, that's pretty amazing. It is amazing. And I called this last year. I remember specifically saying that all this kid needs is just to have one win and they're going to start rattling off. I mean, and it's true. And I, and I knew he was too talented of a driver to not have this happen. Does that make any sense, Tam? Because, I mean, we we looked at him and it's like he was always there on the bubble getting ready to win. And then all it took was a caution and it was over in an instant. Because for whatever reason, Chase just could not get through the restart when it came down to crunch time. The only one that pulled it off quicker was Kyle Larson. And look at Kyle Larson. Once he got his first win, he was rattling off wins, too. Yeah. So I knew this was going to happen. And Ryan Blaney, for that matter, too, because he yeah, already right. has two There wins. you go. Getting back into the countdown, well, we didn't really get started because we went, we were talking about Chase Elliott, but Kyle Busch came in second. Kyle Larson, speaking of the young guys, and he's no longer going to be considered a young guy after this year because this is his fifth year as a full-time cup driver. So next year, we won't talk about him being a young guy. He will be an official veteran come next year. Eric Jones was fourth. Martin Truex Jr. was fifth. Brad Kozlowski, sixth. Ryan Newman, seventh. Joy Logano, eighth. Alex Bowman, ninth. And I feel so bad for Alex, but he's another guy. Once he starts winning, is going to be over because you guys are Absolutely. not really understanding that he said it himself. He went from sitting on his couch last year to making it into the second round of the playoffs this year. 
So he's definitely going to be one to watch once he wins that first race. Eric Amarola came in 10th. The rest of the playoff drivers included Harvick at 12th, Clint Boyer at 13th, and Kurt Busch at 18th. And I kind of read that a little off maybe, but no. Yeah, so that was all the 12 drivers, actually. So when you think about it, all 12 playoff drivers came in top 20 with nine of the 12 coming in top 10. Now, we already know who was eliminated. Brad Kozlowski was eliminated. Kyle Larson was eliminated pretty much before the race started. He did very well. He pushed through and came in third, but that penalty that he got last week, there was no way he was going to be able to really overcome that unless he won. So Brad Kozlowski was eliminated. I didn't realize Brad Kozlowski was eliminated. Yeah, Brad is done. Out of the three Penske drivers, Joy Logano is the only one that's left and that moved on to the round of eight. Brad Keselowski's done and Ryan Blaney's done. Alex Bowman is done and Kyle Larson is done. So those were the four drivers that were eliminated. And then, of course, the eight drivers that are moving on include Chase Elliott and Eric Amarola because they both won during the round of 12. Kyle Busch is moving on. Martin Truex Jr. is moving on. Joy Logano, Eric Amarola, as I already said, Harvick, Boyer, and Kurt Busch. As we all know, every single one of the Stuart House drivers is on to the round of eight. The big question at this point is who's going to get out of the round of eight. But we will talk about that a little later because that was actually one of our questions during our hashtag NASCAR talk on Twitter. Okay, so I gave you guys everything. I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about Kansas? You want to talk about the race? It wasn't very much going on in the race other than Kyle Larson was racing for his playoff life and he did pretty well but just wasn't able to get a win Alex Bowman looked like he was doing well for a minute but he wasn't able to pull off anything and Brad Keselowski was done he is done I mean most of the playoff drivers will probably agree they're glad he's out because he was the one guy that everybody no matter who you are felt was going to be a threat oh definitely here's a question for you Renee with the remainder NASCAR drivers, who do you feel is the biggest threat? Oh, boy. Obviously, outside the big three that have been winning already enough as it is. At this point, should we even be talking about the big three? Well, you're right. Technically, no, because to be honest with you, I think Chase Elliott has kind of opened and shut that door by himself uh, by winning his third race. But if I just look at the drivers that are there, the one that I could see that could be a, a real threat to the guys that were winning, which was Harvick Bush, or Kyle Bush, that is, and, and Martin Truex Jr., and Chase Elliott. Like, outside of that, it's like, well, maybe Logano, because of just the way he is in general, as far as when he drives and he's part of the playoff, <laughs> something about Logano, he, he seems like he turns it up or not. But Clint, I like Clint Boyer for some reason, and I don't know what it is. I mean, Clint's just one of those old school guys that. I mean, he's just out there having fun, and he's and he's just got so much experience underneath his belt. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Clint Boyer really make some noise in this thing. 
And especially now that Kislowski is out, part of me wants to say really just Logano, but in hell, you can even throw Kurt Busch into that mix. I mean, Kurt Busch is no slouch himself. Well, you guys already know how I feel about Kurt Busch. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm definitely going to go with Stuart Haas in terms of one of those four guys winning the championship. At the same time, I feel like Chase may do something. I think I I would roll over in my grave, although I'm not in the grave, but just, <laughs> you know, uh, using a phrase or a term, if Eric Amarola won. I think I would be actually pretty upset. I feel bad for saying that, but I think I would be because not that I don't root for him or that I root against him, but I feel like, and who am I to say it's not his time, but I just feel like, I don't know, I'm a Kurt Busch But you know fan. what's funny is if you go back and listen to our podcast, and for any of our listeners, if, if you go back and listen to uh, the first few a handful of podcasts that we did at the beginning of the season, I remember Eric Amarola making some, some noise early in the beginning. And I said, look, he's got to win. He's got to win something like with, within the first, I think, eight to 10 races. Otherwise, I don't see him making the playoff. But look where he is. And, and if you think about it, Tam, Eric, is, he's kind of been hovering in the consistent to a certain extent. And I'm surprised that he's still there and he's, and he's in the top eight. He's but in the I'm top just eight, like you. <laughs> exactly. Let that sink in for a minute. It's sunk I mean, in. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would not be a very happy <laughs> camper if he won the championship. But realistically, there's a possibility because he's done very well this season. And he topped it yeah. off with a win during the playoffs that guaranteed himself a spot in the next round. So there is a possibility he may show up and do something, but I don't Never want know. to see that because I know I am rooting for somebody from Stuart Haas other than him's, as in, I know. of course, Clint and Kurt are my first choices, and then Harvey. I would like to see Clint win only because he hasn't won yet. And Kurt yeah, hasn't I won know. in a long time either. And I think right, Harvick exactly. won in 2015. I'm not 100% sure, but it's been a few years since his championship. And I wouldn't even be right. mad if Kyle Busch won, but I wouldn't be mad if Chase Elliott won or if Truex Jr. went back to back. And I wouldn't be mad if Joy won. So I guess I'm not going to be mad if anybody wins except Eric Amarola. <laughs> yeah, other than Eric Amarola. Okay, and I don't know, know why. So funny because I don't hate I, him. I, I, yeah, because a part of me is is actually kind of rooting for him. And maybe I'm just one of those guys that root for the underdog. But, you know, I mean, if Amarola won that, man, I, I you know, man, I'd, I'd actually kind of like to see that. <laughs> well, we shall see. We shall yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, too bad your boy Jimmy. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I don't even want to go there. I think we do have some Jimmy Johnson news. Yeah, we do. And uh, it's obviously no secret. I think everybody knows that Knauss and Jimmy Johnson are to part ways. But, Tim, here's the funny thing. This had come out not too long ago. If you think about it, Knauss and Jimmy Johnson had been together for just about 17 17- seasons together. I mean, that's a long time. And seven of those, you win championships together. So you obviously have a bond, a connection there forever. Even after Jimmy Johnson has been retired, you will always have that with Chad Canals. So Canals is going to team up 
with uh, current Cup Series rookie William Byron, who is uh, doing the number 24, Tim, as we all know. But the thing about the Johnson and his new crew chief, who is uh, going to be Kevin Meandering, if I'm hopefully if I'm saying that correct. Uh, now, Meandering currently works under for JR Motorsports, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Xfinity Series race team. That's also co-owned by Rick Hendrick. Well, he's coming up to be Jimmy Johnson's new crew chief. Now, here's the thing. They put out a video to introduce Kevin Meandering as the new crew chief. Now, Tam, I don't know if you saw the video or not, but this has to be one of the cheesiest, one of the worst videos I have ever seen in my life. Now, me being in the entertainment myself, I kind of take pride in, you know, how I shoot a sketch or I'm watching myself on stage if I have somebody tape me or whatever. This was just cheesy and horrible. Now, why couldn't they have just, you know, made a quick video of him saying, hey, my name is so-and-so and and I'm going to be Jimmy John. Anything to just get to the point. It was so over the top. It was so cheesy. It was so horribly put together. I hope this is not a preview of what we're going to see between these two. Because Jimmy Johnson, (laughs) he deserved a better intro to his new crew chief than that. It was just the worst. And if anybody, if any of our listeners haven't seen it, you can go online and check it out. I think Jimmy Johnson tweeted it out as well as Dale Jr. and the whole JR Motorsports Twitter account. They all tweeted it out and retweeted it. It's horrible. So uh, if you want to waste a minute and 20 seconds of your time by watching this, by all means, go ahead. I did. Why not you do it? But it was just horrible. Tam, did you see the video at all? No, I haven't seen it. Was it funny or it was really just a waste of time? They were trying to make it funny and it was just bad acting. It was bad setups, bad puns. Just a it was just video. bad. Oh, okay. God, it was so bad. I was like, oh my God. I go, what is this I'm watching? I had to watch the rest of it. I was already halfway in. So I was like, I might as well just keep watching to the end. And at the end of it, Tam, I'm just sitting there going, I'm never going to get that minute and 20 seconds back in my life ever again. Uh, but it was just a video of just them trying to introduce Jimmy Andering. And, and it's just, I don't know what their goal was, but I guarantee you it might have been met in their heads. but. That was not met, you know, as far as everybody else was concerned, because I, that was just that was just downright horrible. Well, one of the things that we didn't talk about at the beginning of the podcast, which we probably should have, but I want to talk about now. I love motorsports. I'm a little, well, not a little. I guess I am very partial to NASCAR. NASCAR is my first love, but I do dibble and dabble here and there when it comes to Formula One as well as IndyCar. But if I had to rank them in order, it's NASCAR, then Formula One, then IndyCar. And good friend to the podcast, Kenny, he's always telling me I need to get more into IMSA and some of the other series, considering that I love myself a good sports car, preferably a Ferrari. But saying that to say, the Formula One race was in your neck of the woods, your hometown, Texas. And... I just thought it was ironic and, to be honest, kind of silly that the F1 race was at the same time as the NASCAR race. They kind of overlapped just a bit, but I found myself pretty much, I was on the channel to watch NASCAR, but then I was like, I got to finish watching this Formula One race because if Lewis Hamilton would have won this 
past weekend, he actually would have secured the championship. I was like, I got to watch this. Plus, you know, Kimi Raikkonen, his old grumpy self, he was leading the race and Sebastian Vettel had dropped out of podium position. It got good. And then the NASCAR race came on and I found myself like, okay, should I, which one should I watch? I decided, what else should I do? I asked our fans, our friends, like, what do you guys think? So I posted on our Twitter account, how many of you will be switching channels between the NASCAR race and the F1 US Grand Prix today? 15% said I will, 18% said nope, and 67% said it's all about NASCAR because those were the choices. I found that to be very interesting that many of our listeners and friends to the podcast felt that it was all about NASCAR. For me, it's all about racing. And of course, NASCAR is always on the top of my list. However, that race was actually really good and I wanted to finish watching it. So that's what I did. I mean, I flipped back and forth, but I primarily watched that race. Now, interesting enough, Jeff Gluck, if you guys don't know, has a newsletter that comes out And in the newsletter that came out the day after the race, he pretty much voiced his frustrations or it was more so titled frustrations continue for racing in the U.S. And I'm just going to read just a snidget of what he was talking about so you guys understand my thoughts because I kind of agree with him wholeheartedly on what he was saying. But He goes on to say, he said, one of the year's most attended races in the United States happened on Sunday, and it wasn't the NASCAR race. Formula One and NASCAR went head to head once again this season, same day, same time, and it only figures to get worse next year when they run in the same state as well. I understand the reasoning for both series. F1 goes all over the world and doesn't really care what NASCAR does. And NASCAR doesn't have much of a window to avoid Formula One, but that still doesn't make it productive for either. Think about this. What if NASCAR held the Kansas race on a Saturday afternoon? Then it could have sent its drivers to flood the F1 paddock where they would have been portrayed as celebrities to the worldwide TV feed increasing the international profile of the stock car series. Conversely, F1 is trying to gain a foothold in the U.S., but can't really do that without dipping into the NASCAR fan base, which is the largest and most receptive audience in this country. It all seems so self-defeating when you think about the challenges all forms of racing face today. With so many smart people working in both series and the obvious crossover opportunities, a greater effort should be made to lift up both NASCAR and F1, even if one has to give a little more than the other to make it work. I 100% agree with everything that Jeff Gluck said. I was a little bit baffled. Why are we competing with Formula One? Granted, obviously, Formula One only comes to the United States once a year, but this was a great opportunity to run a race on a Saturday and send your NASCAR drivers out to the track, to Coda, where they would have been treated like celebrities and they would have got all kind of TV camera time. Right. Thus boosting up the sport. 
And next year, what he's referring to is that the race is actually going to end up being on the same day in the same state. So now you've got people who are going to be deciding which track to go to. It doesn't make any sense. Now, granted, I understand Formula One doesn't give a damn about NASCAR because Formula One is bigger than NASCAR. And if you don't think so, you're fooling yourself because Formula One is a absolutely is an international absolutely. racing series, whereas NASCAR is pretty much is not even a national <laughs> to the United States because <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. People always, first thing they say to me is, oh, you must be the, from the South when I tell them I'm a NASCAR fan. And, and I'm like, no, I'm from Hollywood, as in Los yeah. Angeles. And they're like, well, how is that possible? So that just goes to show you that NASCAR is not even the biggest national sport. And one last thing, since I'm talking about Jeff Gluck, I thought maybe I should just read his poll from this week in regards to was Kansas a good race. Guess what? Yeah. 50% said yes and 50% said no. Now that could change because as we speak or as I speak, there's still a few more hours left in the voting, but it appears to be that it's a tie. I personally did not think Kansas was a good race. I thought it was so-so. I thought it shaped up to be a good race only because it was a playoff race. But aside from that, it uh, was what it was. On that note, I'm not sure, should I even read a fan comment of the week? Because if you guys did not know, it is time for our fan comment of the week. Last week, since I felt all alone, thanks to Renee not being here to (laughs) talk with me, I had to talk by myself. So I did a couple of fan comments of the week because I know I was never going to be alone as long as you guys were with me in spirit. So I took a lot of time last week and read off a couple of comments. But since I pretty much just read a whole paragraph from Jeff Gluck, I'm not sure if you guys want to hear me read anything else. But if you guys want to know what we talked about during this week's Twitter chat, as well as last week's Twitter chat, head over to the website, allturnsnobreaks.com, and you can simply look for Twitter chat. It is on the homepage. We asked some really good questions last week. We actually gave away a book. This week, we asked about four good questions, and you guys chimed in. It was a really good talk. We asked, were you guys surprised, or what do you guys think realistically Chase Elliott will do in the rest of the playoffs? Will he make it to Homestead? We also asked you guys what you thought about Larry Mack's comments. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, which I'm sure you guys don't, don't worry because the question and the video of Larry Mack is on our Twitter account. And what else did we ask you guys? Oh, we asked a very simple question. We wanted to know who you guys thought or who were you surprised that made it this far in the playoffs? It was some pretty good questions. So chime in, let us know what you guys think on that. So on that note, Renee, it is time for your favorite part of the show, the part of the show that you missed last week and I had to fill in for you. It is time for some predictions. <laughs> Renee Garcia, who you got? <laughs> it's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. All right. Well, Renee. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be honest with you. I was thinking about the last 
question that you uh, were talking about that was uh, up for the poll and, you know, for people on our Twitter accounts to chime in and give us their takes on who was going to make it to the next round or who was going to make it to Homestead. And I'm going to have to just go and uh, say this right off the bat. I'm going to have to go with Chase Elliott. He's hot right now. He's hot. He's got the mojo. He's got whatever it is that you need to have when you're in a playoff and you need to keep winning and to keep moving on to the next round. Now, granted, he probably doesn't even have to win and just still grab some handful of points to make it. But I'm going to be honest with you. He's hot right now, Tam. And I'm going to stick with Chase. I don't know what it is, but I, I knew once this kid started to win, he was just going to start rattling off wins. And this is only just the tip of the iceberg, I think, is what we're looking at here with this kid. Chase Elliott has it, and uh, he's going to continue to use it throughout until he gets eliminated. So I honestly believe I see him winning this weekend. I see him in victory lane. And if I have to go with an alternative pick, I'm going to say Kevin Harvick is going to be the guy. Kevin Harvick actually drove rather well, you know, at Kansas. Uh, and even though he didn't win, uh, just because of the way he drove last week, and he's, and he's been doing it all year long, uh, Tam, let's be honest, he's been so consistent. I mean, and so is, ha and so is Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr., but I'm going to give the upper hand to Kevin Harvick as my alternative pick, but I am definitely going with Chase Elliott to win again, and uh, I definitely think we're going to see him in Homestead. Okay, those are Renee's picks, and as he always says, he's sticking to them. You know it. I'm not quite sure how he's sticking to them because he has not realized his pick, I don't want to say it's improbable, but you really are picking Chase Elliott to go back to back to win three, not one, not two, but three playoff races. Okay. Well, actually, yeah, no, three playoffs races. That's what Renee is saying. It's going to be tough, but I I mean, you know, he can do it. We, what do we have? Three separate drivers that went back to back to back this year. It was Truex. This is the playoffs. This is totally different. This is I know the, it's totally the stakes are a little but, bit higher than just a regular win. He's hot. I'm going to stick with it. Before I give you guys my picks, I'm going to give you a very quick, brief history lesson. We've been racing at Martinsville because that's the thing we did not tell you. Those were Renee's picks for Martinsville. We've been racing at Martinsville since 1949. That's before all of us was born, at least me and Renee. That's for sure. That's, that's a few decades before <laughs> we were born. <laughs> Three decades, was it three decades, right? Yeah, at, at least two, two or three, two and a half, something like I'll that. I'll go with okay. two. Well, technically, because it's 40s, it's not the 50s, so it really is three decades. Okay, if fine, you look we'll at go it. with three. But if you add up the years going from 49, 59, 69, then that's different. But it's still actually three going on four decades. All right. Past 10 winners at Martinsville, and this is for the second race of the season at Martinsville. 2008, Jimmy Johnson. 2009, Denny Hamlin. 2010, Denny Hamlin. 2011, Tony Stewart. 2012, Jimmy Johnson. 2013, Jeff, as in Jeff Gordon. 2014, Dale Jr. 2015, Jeff, as in Jeff Gordon. 2016, Jimmy Johnson. 2017, Kyle B. If it seems like I've read Jimmy's name a lot, that's because Jimmy is a winner at Martinsville. And when I say a winner, he has nine wins at Martinsville, 19 top fives and 24 top tens. And he has three polls to go along with that. But none of it matters because he's not in the playoffs. And I don't want to say at this moment, we do not care about Jimmy, but nobody really cares what Jimmy does. If he wins, great. 
At least he won't be winless this season, but at this point, it's all about our playoff drivers. Denny Hamlin, who was in the playoffs, who is no longer in the playoffs, he also has five wins at Martinsville, and Kurt and Kyle Busch both have two wins at Martinsville. Harvick, who is another playoff driver, he is the only one that has one win. And when I say the only one I'm talking about in terms of playoff drivers, so who's left in the playoffs out of the drivers who are active, who have won at Martinsville, it only includes Harvick, Kurt, and Kyle. That is that. And if you guys really are keeping up with the history or want to know this little tidbit of facts, Kurt Busch has 36 starts at Martinsville and Harvick has 34 starts at Martinsville. And for the race earlier this season at Martinsville, Clint Boyer was the winner. And because he was the winner, and I am hoping Clint Boyer can get a championship, I am going to go with Clint Boyer for the sweep at Martinsville for 2018. I think he can win in advance to get into the round of eight. And of course, you guys already know, even if it doesn't make sense, I'm going to pick him anyway. Kurt Busch is my alternatives. <laughs> my alternative. I love it. I love your picks. And the way that you just said the picks and you were adamant, you're like, I know you people think I'm crazy, but I'm picking them anyway. <laughs> I love it. Those are my picks and I'm sticking to them, as Renee says. And there you go. So those are our picks. Who are your picks? Please uh, let us know. Just like Tab said, you know, you can uh, reach us up on our social media, you guys. Listen, hey, do us a favor. Please go and hit the subscribe button as you look up our podcast, as you find our podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. It means so much to us. Leave a comment. If you have friends that love NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, Make sure to turn them on to All Turns No Breaks. Tell at least two friends to subscribe to All Turns No Breaks. We really do appreciate that, you guys. And you can find us across the board on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Turns No Breaks. If you guys want NASCAR news directly in your email inbox, head over to our website, allturnsnobreaks.com, and sign up for our newsletter. Tab always makes sure that that's always updated and up and running efficient. For Tab and myself, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to talking to NASCAR with you each and every week. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 